Broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Live on the road. Here's your boy, Q. Yeah! Just like the man said, live on the road, and that's where we are. We're on the road right now. Treasure Island is the location. The Golden Circle Sportsbook, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Your boy Q, my man Demon Cotton, he's in the home studios holding it down. And I'll tell you, Raider Nation, and, and anyone else, this is a pretty busy location right now. I walked in here, and it's early in the afternoon. It's 2 o'clock, so I was expecting it to be, you know, a little bit slow and then ramp up as we finish up the show. And by the way, we're going to be here from 2 to 6 p.m. today, four hours long, four hours strong. We're going to go. I always beg for extra time. I always get greedy and say I want to be on the radio longer than two hours a day. It's not enough for me. Then I have to go home after four, and I'm still in show mode, and so the wife always just tries to turn me off. Turn off. Turn off. Leave that show at home. Leave that show at the, at the station. So today she's thrilled because I'm going to be here for four hours. So I encourage you to come on by Treasure Island. TI is what we're calling it. The Golden Circle Sportsbook. It's a fantastic location. I'm looking around. There's TVs. There's a lot of horse racing going on right now. Lots of folks sitting in front of the machines playing some games, sitting at the bar, having some drinks, having some great food specials. And, of course, we just need you. We have some prizes here that I have, so if you want to come on by and pick some up, I'll be happy to give them to you. I have tickets for all kinds of events, including UNLV game. So if you want those, I have them. We have a lot of great conversation. Oh, Mr. Ticket Man, Ticketmaster just came and handed some tickets to me. How about Tape Face, America's, America Got Talent finalist, 2016. He's going to be at Harrah's. I got tickets to that. Anybody like wine? I got the wine experience. Lee's Discount Liquor, 18th Annual Wine Experience. Fellas, I'll just give you a heads up. If you don't have anything to do and you haven't taken your lady out in a while, I'm just telling you, this is a good hookup right here. And if you come get the tickets from me, it's free, and she doesn't have to know that. You don't have to tell her that you got the tickets free. You can just say, you know what? I was thinking about you. I knew I needed to do something special for you. It's been a long week. I didn't really plan and have a lot of time, so I thought this would be great. I'm just going to tell you. And you don't even have to tell her that I gave you that idea. I got these tickets here for you. I got a couple pairs of that. You can come by and get them. UNLV tickets, UNLV versus Cal. Ooh, here we go. Thomas and Mack Center. We're talking some UNLV. And, DeMond, I know you'll get excited about this. We're talking about some UNLV hoops. What do you know about some UNLV hoops action? I'm so excited for this season. <laughs> no, I, I just cannot wait. Give me those tickets because I'm, I'm going to try to go to every game I can this season. I heard that. Well, November 13th, I have a pair of tickets, UNLV and Cal. I have these tickets right here in front of me. And, uh, of course, we have some Raider Nation Radio T-shirts that my man just put up on the table as well. So we're locked and loaded. All we need is you. So I encourage you to come on by. Going to be here till 6 o'clock. And not only do we have a lot of stuff to give out, not only is it a great location to come and hang out and have some lunch and hear some great sports talk, but we have a lot for you as far as sports talk goes. We have a lot of great guests coming up on the show today. Always pride ourselves on the quality of guests we have for the show. And we have them today. You want to talk about some of the best of the best. We've got a star-studded affair today. Coming up at 2.30, Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus is going to join us. The Raiders, they have a lot of guys that have made the Pro Football Focus first team, second team. They have a lot of guys that are doing really well this year. Derek Carr, Max Crosby, uh, Nate Hobbs, you know, A.J. Cole, the punter. A lot of guys are making the Pro Football Focus team in the mid part of the season. And it's really not the mid part of the season because now there's 17 games, so you don't really say at the halfway point, but you get the idea. 
right? Headed into week nine right now. So you're about the halfway point. So Pro Football Focus, they do a great job of putting out their, their team. So Sam Monson will join the show at 2.30 to talk about it and talk about what he's seeing from the Silver and Black as they prepare for a game because no matter what's been going on off the field, and there's been a lot going on off the field, no matter what's been going on, they have a game to play. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. kickoff. You can hear right here on Raider Nation Radio, 920. Also at 3.30, my guy Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He joins the show to talk all things gambling lines. It's always good to catch up with him. We'll talk some college football. We'll talk some NFL football. I don't think I'll touch on the Raider game with him just because it's, it's hard to bet on this game. Someone asked me, I believe the Raiders are three-point favorites, and someone asked me if they should take that. And I said, you know, I just don't know what kind of energy, I don't know what kind of emotion they're going to come out with. This is one of those games as much as I believe they'll win this game, I just don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know what the style is going to look like. I just There's so many question marks. So I just said stay away from that game. So we won't touch on the gambling lines, the sporting lines, when it comes to the Raiders and the Giants. But we will talk some college football. We will talk some NFL with Lee Sterling. We'll do that at 3.30. Then my guy Brian Salmon from News 3 right here in Las Vegas. He does a great job covering well, every sporting event goes on in town. Uh, he's the man around town. He'll join the show at 4 o'clock uh, to talk about the Raiders and talk about those expectations. What are his expectations? How does he think Derek Carr as the leader of the team, Max Crosby as a leader on the team, Josh Jacobs as a leader on the team, how does he expect those guys to take what they've been doing and try to take that energy and translate it into what they have going on on the football field on Sunday? I'll say this. I was at Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center a little while ago. Rich Basaccia met with the media. And there was about four of us there because everyone's already made their way to New York. But I was there. Tashawn Reed was there. Hondo Carpenter was there. And Heidi Fang was there. And I felt like Rich Basaccia and anyone who watched it on YouTube or Periscope, whatever, probably got the same idea. I felt like Rich Basaccia was in a really good mood. It seemed like he was really kind of – and I'm sure that a lot of the players are excited just to get to a game. You know when you have things going on in your life and you have too much downtime, you start to play mind tricks with yourself? When do you get in that good mood? When you get to what you know, right? For me, as I'm not an athlete, I'm just a guy who talks on the radio, when I get to this point right here, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life, when I get to this point right here and I set this headset on and I start talking, I'm in that zone where nothing else matters. Now, when the show's over, things matter again. But when you're in that zone and you get to that, that your happy place, the place that you know, the place where you know that, you know what, I can go and do this really well for the next couple hours. It makes you, and that's what sports do, right? Sports do that in general. Sports is that great escape. So that's what I think that they're going to do, and I think that's what they're going to try to do. And I think with the energy I saw from head coach Rich Basaccia just a little while ago, I feel like that's what these players are going to portray on Sunday as they take on the New York Giants in New Jersey, by the way. <laughs> It's always funny talking about the New York Giants who play in New Jersey. But, you know, it's like the 49ers playing in Santa Clara. Still the San Francisco 49ers. And, yes, DeMond, I'll never let that go that they play in Santa Clara. All us Bay Area guys never let that go that, <laughs> that the 49ers play in Santa Clara. They play at Great America. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those things I can never let it go. I can never have a conversation about that team without saying, you know they play in Santa Clara, right? It's not really San Francisco, but – it is what it is. So Brian Salmon from News 3 Las Vegas will join us at 4 o'clock to talk his expectations for the silver and black. Then at 5 o'clock, we have my guy Joe Arrigo from Franchise Sports Media. He's going to join the show to talk about UNLV as they have another game, Devon. And it's been a handful of games. And I say a handful. I'm being very polite and being very respectful when I say a handful of games under the Marcus Arroyo era. 
and he has not got a victory yet, and they lost really bad to UNR last week. And that is their rival, and it didn't look like that was a rival game. So we'll talk about the state of the team, the state of the program, and can they come up with a victory over a team that, Demond, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think they should beat New Mexico tomorrow. I really do. But I've thought that they should win games two, three, four times already this season, and they haven't. So what are your thoughts on that? They were supposed to beat Eastern Washington. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they were no, you're right. They supposed to beat Utah right. State. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's just So they should be going into every game as an underdog from here on out. I don't know. It's I'm not I'm not I'm not beating down. Right. But you know, I'm not getting my hopes up either. Okay, let me ask you this real quick. Let me ask you this because I heard someone talking about it and I want to get your opinion as a UNLV alum. Is Marcus Arroyo preaching the rivalry that is UNR or is it not that serious to him? Oh no, what did he say? I didn't hear. What, tell me well, what he said. Well, I heard, this is what I heard, and I'm going to ask Joe because I know Joe has his finger on the pulse of the UNLV program. I heard that the, the, the rivalry that is UNLV and UNR, he's not hammering that home to the young recruits, the young players, like the Chuck Wagon. Chuck Wagon, I mean, it's UNR week. It's, it's serious. It's go time. But he's not really hammering that home to the new recruits. And I don't know if that's correct or not, and that's why I wanted to ask. You know what, Q? I'm all, I've already been on that seat's hot. That's he hot. The block is hot, hot, hot. But after hearing that, get him out of here, man. Uh, man I don't see, need I to hear nothing. I else. didn't do all that. I didn't call for all that. I no, just asked I, no, question. I'm doing it. I'm okay. doing it. Get, right. him, get him out of here. You're fired up. Get all him right. out of here. All he right. don't even respect the cannon. The man doesn't respect <laughs> I didn't say that. I asked the that, question. Nah, see, nah, now nah. you're putting words in my mouth. See how it goes? Ipso facto. I didn't. That's I'm, what we got. I got to make leaps. We will ask Joe at five o'clock. That's why we'll bring him on the show, and then we'll ask him about this game tomorrow against New Mexico, a game that again I believe that they should win. And then at five thirty, we'll close out our guest lineup with Carolina Teague from the Sports Dime. She's in San Antonio, Texas, but she covers the boxing game like a glove. She does. My pops is here. See you, Dad. My dad's walking around the casino. He's about to. He's about to go. Uh, he's about to get into something. He's about to get into something. <laughs> Man, I just told him you were about to get into something. That's all. <laughs> uh, he's not going to get into too much. Well, he might. He might get in a little something, something. But he's walking around here. So, uh, yeah, Carolina Teague is going to join us at 530. And she'll talk about Canelo. And she'll talk about Plant. Big fight going on in the city of Las Vegas tomorrow night. That's a big one. Are you excited about that fight? Let me ask you this. Uh, yes, I am. We actually got our hair cut um, around the same time. And Who's it was we? just um, me and Kayla Plant. Because, he, you know, he's a local guy. Right, right. So I got like that. Hey, man, I don't know if he's still up there, but, you know, Caleb Plant was just – he was just in, like, the uh, the office ahead, you know, like a couple minutes ago. Oh. Yeah, oh, man. So, so you okay, know. so, like, literally just a few minutes ago. Yeah, man, you know, we run in those same circles, the barber the barber. I game. heard that. Hey, man, that's where, it have, that's where it goes down is at the barbershop. I got to go to the barbershop. I gotta, I'm going tomorrow to get my hair cut. So – I'm uh I, I've been doing bad, man. I'm I'm looking bad. I'm looking rough. I'm good thing my wave cap comes through clutch for me. So that's my inside information. Caleb Plant got a haircut on Tuesday, guys. Okay, all right. <laughs> there you go. So he should be looking so fresh and so clean for Saturday. Then is what you're saying. Yep, that's what he's saying. All right, cool. <laughs> hey, that's fine. No, no word means. But that. also, I talked to Sam Gordon about this, and I was just it was a real like. We can ask Carolina, but I think it's going to be like an A for effort. Get up there and show them what you can do, baby. Right. You know, I don't, you know. Right. I got you. Well, we'll, we'll talk to Carolina at 530. We'll talk all things the boxing game. And so we've got a, 
a locked and loaded show, man. Four hours long, four hours strong is what we're going to do. And uh, I'm so excited to be here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook inside of Treasure Island, the TI, and I definitely want you to come on by. What I want to do right now, as I'd like to bring a, a, a question or a topic to the show each and every day, because uh, I always want to get your feedback, 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Also, the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Hey, how you doing? All right. There's uh, plenty of waitresses. If you're sitting at a, a machine playing, there's plenty of waitresses walking by. And uh, make sure that you stay uh, hydrated, to say the least. So uh, you can come on by and do that. And there's a lot of folks getting some good food. And I'm telling you, man, this place is popping. I haven't been here in a while. I'm glad to be back. I'm going to have to find me a little resident spot here. I'm going to have to find a little booth or something where I could just be and do my show every day from here. I don't know about you, Damon. I found me a new hot spot. Be at the Golden Circle where everyone needs to be. But I'd like to bring a show question to the, to the show. And today I have two because, well, we're going four hours long, four hours strong. So I don't want to, you know, just get caught up on one. But I want to throw both of them out there because you can answer one, you can answer both, or you can hit us with your own thoughts. Every Friday before a game, I always ask what the keys of the game will be. So I'm going to throw that out there. That's a no-brainer. What will it take for the Raiders to get a win on Sunday versus the Giants? How do you think they go into this game? What is the game plan? Is it a heavy run game? Is it a lot of Darren Waller? Is it, you know, is Zay Jones step up and be a big factor? Does Derek Carr take, the, you know, take over again and spread the ball around? I mean, how, how do you think the Raiders go about trying to pick up a victory on Sunday? A game that I do believe that they should win. I do believe they will win. But how are they going to get it done? And it's very rare that I go into a game as confident. I just I saw a lot from that Monday night football game with the Giants and the Chiefs. And they just look like a team, and I mentioned it the other day, that the Ra- where the Raiders were a few years ago where you could tell that they had talent but they just weren't ready to win games. They just they didn't. They, they had so many opportunities to win games and win that game on Monday night against Kansas City, and they just couldn't do it. Not saying they can't put it together and win on Sunday against the Raiders. I just think the Raiders are a much better team than them. So if they're uh, serious about this playoff push, which I do believe they are, then they, they go and win these games. Just like they win those games against Philadelphia when we all said that they should win that game, they did. This game on Sunday, they should win this game. They go and win those games. If, if they're serious about what they've been talking about, they go and win this game. So I want to hear from you. First topic, how do they get it done? What is the keys to a Raiders victory on Sunday versus G-Men? Now, my second topic I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun with because we have a lot of creative people. We have a lot of very intelligent listeners that have some great thoughts. I appreciate all the 30 for 30 titles yesterday. That was awesome and amazing. I had people tweeting at me later on in the evening, like, hey, Q, here's a 30 for 30 title for you. I mean, I had a lot of great stuff. So I appreciate that. But this one is a little bit more personal. If you could, and this really came to me because I knew I had to go to that media session with Rich Bisaccia, and it was only Rich Bisaccia, it was no players. But if you could pass on a message right now to the Raiders before they board their plane for New Jersey, what would it be? If you could say anything, and it doesn't have to be a big, long, drug out, you know, whatever. It could just be a simple good luck or whatever. And we've done this before. I've, I've, I've asked the question, like, if you could tell a certain player a certain thing, what would you say to them? If you can give them a couple words before they board that plane to head New Jersey, to New Jersey, what would it be? 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line, of course, the Sam and Ash text line. Always wide open like some old school TV antenna, 69187, keyword R&R. Make sure you hit up salmonash.com because you deserve what's right. Got a couple good text messages already. 
Game time, we'll see the same Raiders we've seen all year. Carr will spread it around, and we win 27-23. Okay, pretty close game right there. Thank you, though, for that text. That's from the 707. 707 is the area code. That's Valley Joe, Vallejo, California. Got a text from the 408. This is coming from Sir Whiskey Ray. Guys, we will win this weekend, no doubt. That's a lock. Sincerely, Canelo, Vegas Raiders, Usman, and San Jose State University football. I like that. All those he's calling winners Giving out right all there. his picks for the he's weekend. He's putting out all his picks right there. I like that. He said Canelo, Vegas Raiders, Usman, and San Jose State University. I met Usman last year at the – not last year. The last time – when the Super Bowl was in Miami, when the Chiefs beat uh, San Francisco in Miami, I, uh, I, I met Usman. We got to interview him on Radio Row. He's a good dude. Good dude. That's what he got into it with. And I, uh, Mas, was it Moscow? Masvidal. Was it, what, was it when he got into it with him? That was, that's when he got into it, right? They got into that big dust-up in the hallway. You I were think. there, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. How about from the mailman, Raider Max? Q, having you on for four hours is a dream come true. you got the best show on the station. I'd rather listen to you for, short, for four hours than Rich Eisen any day of the week. Thank you, mailman, Raider Max. It's awesome. Appreciate that. We have an awesome lineup, by the way. And I know Rich Eisen is in the middle of it, but, man, the morning tailgate with Clay Baker, and today he had Pritch. A lot of times he has Heidi. A lot of times he has Hondo. Fantastic job. Of course, JT does a fantastic job. I try to hold it down in the afternoon, me and Damon, and then Vinny closes things out. Vinny's on his way to New York, so I said, hey, I'll close it out for you as well. 702-365-9200. Who's the first caller we got, Damon? Rich in Oakland. Rich in Oakland, the 510. What's up, my man? Hey, Q, what's happening? Chilling, man, chilling. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right, Um. We all know it was a long, long, really long week. Uh, first off, I want to say rest in peace to Tina. And it uh, just makes no sense, man. makes no sense. Sick to my stomach. But what can we do now, you know? Uh, let's move on to the Giants. I feel like uh, I want to give a shout-out also to Derek Carr. You know, I've slandered the man for his, for his play on the field at times the past few years. But him bringing the locker room together and – just he's just a grown ass man you know us being the same age kind of it's kind of embarrassing because how he handles himself so mature you know stand-up guy and he really practices what he preaches and you can really tell that the team is riding behind him so i just want to give his props i love you Derek. i appreciate you brother and uh a key to the game i think we're gonna have to run josh jacobs a lot Kenyon drake we got to get them going on the ground offensive line Got to keep balling like they did last week against the Eagles. I think we're going to go a lot a lot of short passes. Uh, Waller's going to get double teamed. The Giants did a great job double teaming Kelsey. So I think that uh, we're going to have to spread it around with these short passes. A lot of people are going to have to show up. Uh, one, one thing I would tell the team before getting on the plane, next man up. Everybody on this roster is on this roster for a reason. Let's show up now. We're 5-2. and two. We're not going to collapse this year. All right? Let's get it right. We're healthy now. We had a bye. Let's get it going. I believe in this team, and we need to believe in each other. I believe in Derek Carr. I believe in Coach Rich. I believe in Olsen. Let's put a right game plan out there, and let's succeed. I need this win this weekend. We all need this win, you know? So, I just, man, it's such a long week. I just need a dub this weekend. <laughs> and, you know, you know, you know, man, Q, you, you know, man, you know how, how tough this week was. Yeah. We're diehard Raider fans, and it's a struggle, and sometimes we might think, like, man, what's going on? One thing after another, but I love this team so much, man, that 
I'm riding with them to the end. And I believe we get the dub this Sunday. Just got to put it together and believe in each other. So hopefully when I call on Monday, we'll be 6-2. and two, And we're going to smack the Chiefs at home, baby. Let's get it. Have a great weekend, y'all. All right, you too, man. Thank you for the call. Great, pa- great passion. Thank you for, for that, man. I definitely appreciate that. Let's hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line talk to our guy, Raider Mike. What's on your mind, Mike? What's up, Q? Chilling, man, chilling. I'm in town. Nice. I landed. Nice. Welcome. Damn. Well, I had that news before I got on the plane at Fort Q Myers Airport. <laughs> I mean, come on. Depressing. Right. But and they, our field general, D.C., five coaches, what, eight years? Right. The things he's saying, we're going to destroy these giants. I ain't worried about it. Just not. How are we going to do it? Many ways. Waller, doesn't matter. Moreau, he's going to pass. What do we say to the team before they get on that plane? Win one for the hanker. He's a young kid who screwed up. He's going to need forgiveness, and you know that's in D.C.'s heart. That's just how he rolls. Right. So, win one for the hanker. That's okay. all I got to say. I like it. I want to party with you boys before I'm gone. I'm here two weeks. All right. Well, Love let us know. Show, bro. And you got four hours? Are you kidding me? No, I got four hours, man. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, but I got four hours. I'm good. Oh, I'll help you out, bro. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Thank you, my man. Appreciate the call, dog. There he goes. Good stuff right there. Raider Mike, uh, appreciate that call. Did get a text from uh, Glenn in San Jose, 69187, keyword R&R. He said, Q, the message would be no one cares. Stick to the plan. Play smart. We only got us. No one cares. I like that. I like that. There's a lot of coaches that use that as well. No one cares. No one who Carr even said it this did week. He, did he say it earlier? I missed that. He's, yeah. No one, no one cares. Play harder. That's what they say. No one cares. Play harder. Work harder. Simple as that. You're right, and, and that's the truth. As much as it sounds harsh, and it sounds mean, sounds rough. It's real. No one cares. Stick to the stick to the plan. Play smart. No one cares. I love it, Glenn. Great, great text. Thank you so much. Six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Now speaking of San Jose, let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to Big Jose from San Jose. What's up, my man? Hey, hey, Q, first-time caller. Great show. Love you guys. Hey, I'm just driving past that great American with them comes in red place. So just thought <laughs> I'd throw it out there. And, hey, I'm a, I'm a pack daddy. My daughter is a graduate of the 2020 class of the University of Nevada, Reno. So, you know, we like that victory over Vegas. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Hey, that's his daughter graduated. Give hey. him props. Give him props. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, one thing, you know, um, the game this weekend, I mean, I think they, they should come out and just go, hey, just, you know how you get off you get off that bus at school and you find the bully and you punch the bully in the mouth and just show them who you are. Yeah. Just go out there and just, you know, go down deep and go, go off and deep and go off and, and run the ball as hard as you can and just go out there and show them who they are. Yeah. You know, nobody cares, you know. Right. And go out there and represent and then get ready, you know, take out all the frustrations and all the – Bad juju that's happened this year on the Giants because they're they're a whoop, they should be a whooping pole for everybody, right? right? So yeah, you're right. That's what that is there. You know, go out there and just do you. That's it. Sounds good. I like it. I like it. Good call, my man. Good call. You know, it's funny. He said, "Go deep, go deep often." How awesome would it be if they went out there in their very first play? He just went deep to Zay Jones. You know, what I mean, what if what if what? If, and I'm not saying that that's what they're gonna do. 
I call for that a lot. Whenever they have a turnover, I always say, take a shot immediately. That's how it used to be back in the day. As soon as the, as soon as the ball would get turned over, come up with an interception, and you're at the 50-yard line, boom, take an immediate shot. I used to love when coaches did that all the time. You could, almost, you could almost dial it up. Like, you knew it as a fan. You knew watching it. Oh, here comes a deep shot. How do you know? They just had a turnover. They got that momentum swing. Boom. Like you said, get off the bus and punch him in the mouth. I would love to see them get the ball. Do I have time to get to ABI Ivan Davis or no? Okay, we'll, we'll come back to ABA Ivan Davis. But uh, hold on. Hold on the line. We will come back to you, and uh, we will talk about getting off the bus and punching him in the mouth. But before we do all that, we do have Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus. He's going to join the show next to talk about all the Raiders that are on the first and second team right now for Pro Football Focus, their mid their mid-season uh, team that they put out. They put out a bunch of uh, uh, different teams, and it's, it's a lot of good stuff from Pro Football Focus. So Sam Monson will join us next. I'm at the Golden Circle Sportsbook inside the TI. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. You got to give a speech at school, you know, tell these, talk to these kids, you know. Well, they're going to have to. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to leave it alone. We're, we're, we're I'm just going to leave it alone. They're going to come gonna up with a title and figure out at least what the damn award's for. You know, j- hey, uh, re- respected alumni, I'll just come in there like, hey, kids, you see you see where I'm at? Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy Q. And we are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook inside Treasure Island, the TI, hanging out here till 6 o'clock. Very excited about our opportunity to be here and want you to come and hang out with us as well. And uh, right now we have on the phone line, I'm very excited about our next guest, Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus. Does a fantastic job for Pro Football Focus. And Sam, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And I saw where Pro Football Focus put out a couple different teams midseason and uh, just kind of going through everyone who's been playing really well throughout the NFL so far in this young season, even though, well, now we're already into week nine. But the Raiders, they appear on many teams, and there's a bunch of players represented on that team. So before we get into that, how did, what was the formula like? How did you guys come about, you know, what was the, the, the formula for putting together these teams? Yeah, there, there's no hard and fast formula, but it's obviously a starting point is PFS grades, and then we make some adjustments based off, you know, playing time or uh, difficulty of a, a role or an assignment, those kinds of things which can move a guy up or down. Um, but your starting point is going to be the PFF grade because that's, that's the sort of quantification of every single one of these plays from every player in the NFL. And as far as like positions that are more difficult than others to grade, what would you say would be the hardest position to, to really grade and, and come up with a, a good one for? I think they've all got their differences. Um, okay. you know, obviously grading a quarterback throw to throw and, and everything he does is, is vastly different from grading a cornerback in every, any given play or an offense or a defensive lineman. So I think they've all got their kind of nuances and, and things that are trickier, things that are easier to, um, to grade or to identify during the course of a play. Um, I, I think safety is the one, though, where it's so dependent on role and scheme and what those guys are doing. And realistically, I mean, safeties are kind of two or three different positions all kind of put under one umbrella, and yet we're, we kind of act like they're all the same. Right. No, that, that makes a lot of sense, and I'm glad you mentioned safety because I did want to ask you about a, a Raider rookie safety and Trayvon Merrick out of TCU. He doesn't really have a lot of stats, and I think this is what you're kind of talking about where you're saying that it's, it's kind of difficult to, to even grade these guys. He doesn't have a lot of stats, but from what I see, he looks like he's playing really well and he hasn't been tested a whole lot, so I feel like that goes a long way. What have you been seeing for Trayvon uh, Merrick? Yeah, I think he's played well. He's got a pretty good PFF grade, and you're right. Like The, the thing that kind of characterizes his play is – there's, he just hasn't been involved that much. And when he has been involved, it's, it's tended to be pretty good things. 
but he's got like 450 snaps playing deep as a, a free safety where he just hasn't seen the ball come his way a ton. Um, you know, a lot of the time safeties are kind of, they're helping into somebody else's primary coverage rather than uh, being the guy in coverage themselves. But he's only seen seven targets come into his primary coverage so far this season. Um, and even so, he's got a couple of uh, pass breakups and interception. But, yeah, like he's a great example of how sometimes those guys just don't get involved in the play that much, not because they're not trying to, but because just the role that they're expected to execute, they are the safety. They're the last line of defense. They're not necessarily the guy that's expected to get involved every play. Talking right now with Pro Football Focus's Sam Monson here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. A couple guys that have been involved in a lot of plays for the Raiders uh, in their secondary, Casey Hayward and Nate Hobbs. Nate Hobbs, the rookie out of Illinois, and then Casey Hayward, the Wiley veteran. Neither one of those guys have given up a touchdown yet this season. So what have you seen from those guys? And, and they, uh, they appeared on some of your teams. Do we lose them, Devon? We lost Sam there. Oh, man. Can you call, yeah. him, can yeah. you call him back yeah. and let me know? I'll circle the wagons. But uh, until then, you want to get to ABA Ivan Davis? Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and get to ABA Ivan Davis. What's on your mind, my man? Sorry, uh, sorry for the wait, but what's on your mind? It's all good. I know you got other guests. Uh, let's see. The message that I would have for the team is take the fans with you. I mean, if, if, if the emotions get hard, just know that the fans are there banging on tables or whatnot, rooting hard for you. You know, I guarantee you that energy will find them if they search for it. It won't be hard at all. Okay, uh, take us with you. And so, um, and also, uh, you must be prophetic with your uh, comment regarding Go Deep because I was listening to the, uh, I tried to listen to all the, the, the press conference of the other team to yeah. see what they see what they think about the Raiders. You know, most of them, keep things close to the vest, even if, the, even if their media asks for them. But the thing I kept picking up is Waller, 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 Waller. They're going to run everything at Waller, which, and they're gonna, it sounds like they're going to run what Kansas City did, take, you know, take away everything short from what I can pick up, which means the Raiders are going to have to do what you said. At first play, that's what I would do. Well, I would care if it's intercepted. I would throw it deep to let them know that if you're just going to sit short, we're going to take our shots. But Wall is not going to be able to get there. I really don't think so. Okay, there you go. Great call. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Go deep. Go deep early. Go deep often. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle, I do believe, on Sunday, but a battle that I do think the Silver and Black should win. Uh, DeMond, did you say we got Sam back? Okay, great. Sam Monson rejoins us now from Pro Football Focus. Sorry about that. I don't know how we lost you, but we did. We were talking about Nate Hobbs and Casey Hayward, guys who played outstanding so far this season for the Raiders. One rookie, one Wiley veteran. What have you seen from those guys? And Nate Hobbs appeared on one of your lists. Yeah, they, they both did. They both made uh, the midseason All-Pro team. I think Nate Hobbs was on the, the kind of flex spot on defense, just kind of jammed in as one of the last defensive backs. But those two guys have both been really good this year both been massive surprises for for different reasons obviously nate hobbs a, a mid to low round rookie um a guy you're just not expecting to be a a really top contributor straight away but he's been impressive keeping things in front of him allowed just seven yards per reception this season which is pretty crazy and then casey hayward like he looked like he was done last year um he's been one of the best corners in the nfl for the last decade this sort of specialist in this kind of defensive scheme but last year was the worst season we've seen from him um, by a distance. And, you know, at 32 years old, coming off a career-low season, you think, 
you know, Casey Hayward's probably his his time at the top is over. He might not be able to do that much in his defense, but all of a sudden he's bounced all the way back to pretty much his best play, and he's the best graded cornerback in the NFL right now. So two absolutely fantastic uh, pickups by the Raiders that I think have really gone a long way to improving the whole defense. Yeah, no, it has, and it's been a, a great surprise, especially with Nate Hobbs. I mean, Casey Hayward, like you said, he's been there, done that before, coming off a rough season last year, but Nate Hobbs, you just didn't know what to expect from a fifth-round uh, draft pick, and what has impressed me the most about Hobbs is his open field tackling. I mean, a guy will catch the ball, but he will get them in the in the open field and get them to the ground, like you said, and, and make sure it's a minimal catch, like you said, seven yards. That has impressed me, especially for a rookie. Yeah, absolutely. Um has a couple of missed tackles, but he's been really solid uh, in really all areas. I've been really impressed by what he's done. He's done a great job of like keeping everything in front of him and just not getting beat over the top, which is not easy for a rookie. Those guys typically um, they they give up a lot of big plays. Right, exactly. It just seems like the moment's not too big for him, and that's what I was, I've been really impressed with. We're talking right now with Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus here on Raider Nation Radio 920. How about Max Crosby and Unique Ngakwe? Those guys, those tag teams uh, on the defensive line. Crosby is like leading the league in pressures. He's just been amazing this year. Uh, what have you seen from him so far? Yeah, he's been incredible. He's really interesting, though, because like week seven was basically the first good tackle that he's faced this year. Like He had almost half a season of just beating up on these guys that are overmatched and, and not not good quality starting right tackles and it sort of sent his numbers through the roof but the good news is when he did face a good right tackle he still looked good like he got a bunch of pressure against lane johnson made a really nice play in the run game as well he looked like he will still be legit um even when the competition gets stiffer but it's going to be i think interesting down the stretch to see how much of that early season was you know him taking such a huge step forward and how much of it was going up against some pretty rough competition. I think that's going to be fun to watch down the stretch. And then, yeah, Ngakwe's been really impressive as well. He's a bit more of a, a one-trick pony. He's a very much a sort of speed rush around the outside, doesn't have a, a full sort of suite of pass-rushing moves and a, a lot of different ways to win. But he's been as effective as he's been for a long time now for the Raiders. Uh, and he's got the two of those guys are creating an absolute ton of pressure. Yeah, no, they really are. It's been fun to watch. And, again, I think that they really have been complimenting each other really well. Uh, another guy who made one of the teams was the punter, A.J. Cole. He's been quietly, even though he's been doing it really well, he's, he doesn't get the, he's not going to get the conversation. We're not going to talk about him on the radio all the time. But A.J. Cole's having a hell of a season so far. He is, yeah. He's by far our best-graded punter. And, you know, PFF punting grades are quietly, like, some of the best things we do. We um, kind of created the system with a couple of NFL punters and, you know, if you think about it, any any punt is like a matrix of hang time, distance, direction, all depending on where you are in the field. You know, some the, the further you are away from the end zone, obviously the more distance is, is relevant. Um, and then hang time and direction is what's going to be um, determining how good the punt is and how likely it is to, to come back and those kinds of things. So it's always a case of weighing all those different factors together and sometimes – Net yards and, and just general yardage is not going to give you a great picture. But the punting grade is what really dials into the guys that are getting the best combination of all those things. And A.J. Cole has been absolutely on fire this season in terms of those, like just all those facets put together. 
Yeah, he's been great. He really has. He's been able to flip the field in a major way and help the Raiders out when, when they're not able to score, you know, when they, when they have to punt, when they have to flip the field. He's done a great job of, of doing that. Daniel Carlson, the kicker, he's been doing a great job as well. Now, one guy, Sam, that made your second team, and I actually was kind of surprised that he made your second team, was the quarterback, Derek Carr. I think he's having one of his better seasons, but then again, there's 32 of them. There's 32 starting quarterbacks, so I can see where everyone can't make the first team. What are your thoughts on Derek Carr and, and him making the second team? Yeah, I think he's been really impressive. He he's tied for the the most uh, big time throws in the NFL this season with Kyler Murray. Um, hasn't made a ton of mistakes. Continues to be this aggressive downfield passing quarterback, which has really transformed his game. Like when the last few years, we've been criticizing him for not doing that enough and saying that the the one missing part of his game was just that aggressive streak and the ability to push the ball deeper down the field and make some of those big plays all of a sudden that's there, and it's there almost regardless of who the receivers are, whether it's last year Nelson Aguilar, this year Henry Ruggs, before obviously the uh, the tragedy that happened and, and his release. But Carr's been attacking defenses over the top, and that opens up everything else for Darren Waller and, and everybody else underneath. He's been, I think, really outstanding this year. Yeah, he really has, and you mentioned the tragedy and everything that's been going on. I mean, it's been a crazy emotional roller coaster here in Las Vegas, as you can imagine. And Derek Carr, I'll tell you, even off the field, he's been uh, outstanding, and I think he's the right guy for the job for everything that they have going on right now. And Sam, we just got a couple more questions for you. The linebackers, Denzel Perryman has been playing great. I think he's leading the league in, in tackles. He's just been playing really well. But Corey Littleton is a guy that I wanted to ask you about. There's a lot of questions about him after last season. They signed him as a free agent, and he just didn't pan out to be that guy. But this year, I feel like he's playing a lot better, a lot freer, just kind of going around, flying around the ball. What are you seeing from Corey Littleton? Yeah, I think he's certainly making more plays. Um, I think he's been playing a little bit better than last year, certainly against the run. But his his issue is he hasn't been the same guy in coverage that he was a couple of years ago. He had back-to-back incredible years of the Rams where he was one of the best coverage linebackers in the game. And he just hasn't been that guy since then. I, and as much as he's, I think, improved against the run this year, the coverage still really isn't there. And he's giving up some plays and coverage. It's not as bad as it was last year, but it's it's definitely not where we're used to seeing him. And it, it's tough to explain kind of where that drop off came from. Right. That's exactly what I was about to ask. Where where does how does that happen? And then it's you know it's it's tough to explain. But yeah, it's 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 been strange. It really has when it comes to him. And uh, again, like I said, I feel like he's been playing better. But you're right, it's not at the level uh, that it was expected to be when they signed him as a big time free agent. Now, Sam, before we let you go, my man Damon is back in the home studio. He uh, had a question that he wanted to ask about Aaron Rodgers to you. Yeah, Sam, I was checking your Twitter, and you were pretty, and you were going after the Aaron Rodgers points and the interview with Pat McAfee. And I'm kind of on your side. He made some points that made a little sense, but it was mostly nonsense. What was the most interesting thing that Aaron Rodgers said today for you? It's all interesting in various different ways. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> tough because look, he, I think the bottom line is he's been deceitful fairly fairly consistently all the way along. He clearly went out of his way to. Um, not tell the truth when people asked him, was he vaccinated? And he just didn't want to deal with the fallout of being the guy that was unvaccinated. He didn't want to own that publicly. Um, and now he's, he's doing honest things, I think. He essentially said that he didn't, he went along with all the protocols except the one that he didn't want to go along with because he didn't think that there was science behind it. Well, okay, but that's not really his decision to make. And you can't just decide that I'm going to follow most of the rules except this one that I think is wrong. Um, so, yeah, I think there was a bunch of things that he said, and I think 
the, the worry about it is whatever about it being his personal decision, all those kinds of things. Like he has a big platform and a responsibility to be careful about how he portrays some of this stuff. And he said some things that were fairly unequivocally just patently false. And I think that's dangerous when you're as as important a person as he is. Good points. Good points. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't even got to touch on that. Do you have any more, Demond? Do you have anything else? Oh, no? no. I could just go on about this all day. The most shocking part for me was just when he was like, yeah, my uh, personal friend now, Joe Rogan, that's where it was just oh, like that. You wow. could even see you could even see Pat McAfee do like the, hmm, <laughs> go in there. Well, you know, it, it's it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Pat McAfee, and there you go. It, it's made for TV. So, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting, that's for sure. Well, Sam, uh, we do appreciate you. Again, you do a great job on Pro Football Focus. At PFF underscore Sam is where you can find them on Twitter. Uh, they got their first and second teams out right now for the midseason report. Uh, you guys do a fantastic job, so we do appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. All right, there he goes. Sam Monson, good stuff. Good work, Demond. Appreciate that. Good job getting them back on the second time. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's just a testament to the Raiders and what they've been able to do. You know, they've really done a, a, a good job. Get it, well, I mean, they're 5-2, f- and two, so obviously they've been doing a good job throughout the course of the season. But just to have as many guys as they do on their on pro football focus, you know, the top of their list, including a rookie in Nate Hobbs, you know, a guy in Casey Hayward's on one of their teams. You know, to have to de- have Derek Carr is playing as well as he is, and he's on the second team. That tells you how how great the team is, right? I mean, so that's that's pretty impressive as well. But many thanks to Sam for joining us from Pro Football Focus. Two forty-five is the time. When we come back, we're live right now at the Treasure Island Golden Circle Sportsbook. Is the spot. We're going to be here till six o'clock. Come on out, hang out. We got all kind of prizes for you. Uh, we got tickets, tickets, and more tickets. So uh, come on by. We'll get you hooked up. Plus, we'll hit up the Sam and Ash text line. Got a lot of good feedback. Six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. I'm looking for the keys to the game on Sunday. How is it? How is it going to be for the Raiders? What do they need to do to go into the stadium and uh, and get a victory over the G-Men? And if you could tell any other players, if you can give them a message before they get on that plane and head to to New York, to the East Coast, what would you tell them? 702-365-9200. I want to hear from you. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Um, I think we're, we're kind of in the same category to some degree where we were last time, but we feel like we got a chance for the Cincinnati week to get some of them back, um, except maybe Nick Morrow that week for to possibly start practicing and start their 21 days on those. We get closer um, into next week, and then hopefully – the week after that, I think Dallas or whatever's after that, we have a chance to get two or three of them back, just depending on positionally or how they're coming along. So, There you go right there as we're back here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook. As I look around, look at some of these TVs and everything going on. But right there you heard from Rich Basaccia. He met earlier with the media and was talking about the guys that are on IR. Have a lot of people hit me up all the time. Is Trayvon Mullen coming back? What about Damon Arnett? Is he coming back? What about Richie Incognito? It's like – I knew he wasn't com- they weren't coming back this week, didn't know when, and he's, you heard right there from Rich Passaccia. You heard exactly what he had to say. So, uh, you know, they're getting closer. That's all you can say, getting closer. So we'll see exactly what that means and when they do return, if they do return at any time soon. But uh, I know who we do have. We have a lot of really good listeners waiting on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200, like Raider 562. What's on your mind, my man? Thank you. How's it going, man? Good, good. How are you? All right. Um, I think uh, as far as what's going to be said, I think uh, the coach, Satya, I think he's going to 
tell everybody, let's, you know, let's play our game. Let's, let's go out here and uh, continue to play for one another um, like we've been doing. Because um, I feel like they have a, a brotherhood going on there. And you can see it in the way they talk and the way they behave around one another. And so I think that's going to kind of be the talk, whether it be from him or whether it be from Carr. And I think as far as the game plan, I think we're going to have to pass, take what they give us, and in order to open up the run. Okay. Um, I think they're going to try to play us like KC, and I think they're going to try to double Waller. And I think uh, definitely that we have more weapons. I think we're going to be able to open it up like Carr did the last game and uh, get it to multiple receivers. Right. Okay. I think Jay, uh, Zay Jones is going to surprise uh, uh, quite a few people. Gotcha. I like it. Good call, man. Good call, and I do too. I, I'm, ex- I'm honestly, I don't, I hate to put like a big prediction out there and just throw it and say, hey, this guy's going to have a monster game. I just have a feeling Zay Jones is going to get four or five catches and have a touchdown on Sunday. I really do. I think there's, I think there's, some, I, I just have a good feeling. You know, when you get that feeling and you just feel like something, you know, is, is special is about to happen. I really do feel like with everything that Zay Jones has done and everything he's been through, and the way he's just humbly handled his business. People tell me all the time, like, good things happen to good people. I think this is a good thing that's about to happen to a good dude. I really do. I really, really do. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Walnut Creek, the 925. Raider T, what's on your mind, my man? Hey, hey guys. I want to talk about the game plan, but first, just following up on the guests you guys just had. Um, you brought up, um, you know, Casey Hayward and Hobbs. Yep. The thing that's most interesting to me now is going to see what happens in terms of draft and free agencies next year with um, – Mayock and see if Mayock brings in different kinds of guys and some of those questionable picks where they more of John Gruden picks versus Mayock. But, you know, looking to the immediate future right now and uh, the New York Giants, I think that uh, what we got to do is basically, you know, what the last caller said, they're going to double Waller and I think they're going to double Renfro as well because those are our, our two biggest weapons in the pass game, right? So Zay Jones, I think, has to step up and I think they got to mix in Foster Moreau a little bit more too. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people like JT talking about moving Waller out to wide receiver because basically he's good enough to play that position. Personally, I'd like us to keep doing what we were doing and just slide Zay Jones in um, and keep him off balance running and passing. Save those surprises like moving Waller out to wide receiver and maybe um, having um, Mariota do some more of those run-pass option plays. That's a good point. For the week yep. after when we play Kansas City. Don't give Kansas City any heads up of what bag of tricks we can pull on them. That's my thoughts. That's good stuff. Hey, that's really good stuff. And I'll tell you right now, I've heard people, uh, including, including JT, talk about putting Waller out at the wide receiver position. I, I don't, I'm not okay with that. I'm not, no, that's the wrong word. It's not that I'm not okay with it. I just don't think it's necessary. I just don't. He's a tight end. He's a damn good tight end. He's really good at what he does. And look, there's a handful of really good tight ends in the league. And when they're the number one target and, and, when every team knows that that's the number one target, the other, that team doesn't move them around and switch them to a different position to try to free them up. They just let it rip. Let it rip. Dominating players go out and dominate, right? Darren, let Darren Waller eat. You can, you can try to double him, and if you do, then that opens up Zay Jones. Then that opens up Brian Edwards. Then that opens up Hunter Renfro. And by the way, Hunter Renfro is a guy you better watch out for because Hunter Renfro doesn't go down – it's almost every single time, I can guarantee you, every time he catches the ball, he's going to cut it in, 
going to cut it up, and he's going to get a few extra yards. I mean, this dude is money. He might. We we end up talking about Waller, and he can possibly have a big day. You might end up seeing Hunter Renfro with a monster day. He showed a couple times last season, I believe. Maybe it was the season before. I think it might have been the season before. Uh, yeah, because it was right after uh, he scored his first touchdown in Houston, and then I think he missed the game or so. He got injured. But he came back, and he had some mon- – and Derek Carr didn't have too, too many weapons to throw to at all. And he was – I mean, Hunter Renfro was loading it up. He was the guy. I think that Waller's fine at tight end. I think that, uh, I think that Waller's t- fine at the tight end position. Leave him there. Let him cook. Let him eat. One more call before we close out hour number one. Let's go to Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, good morning, Q, my homie. What's up, Doc? I'm just I'm right here. I'm going to say that we're going to play our game. We're going to play some smash round football. We're going to get the screen game going. And when they commit to the short play, we're going to go deep. I think I agree with you, Zay. I think he's going to have a good game. But for me, I think Renfro is going to have the big game. Uh, I mean, Waller, too, but I like Renfro to go over 100 yards and a touchdown. Now, as far as the defense, I think they're going to be in Danny's face early and often. Mad Max is going to have a couple sacks in Gawkway, one or two, and another one from Solly. I think they'll end up forcing a pick or two in the game as well. And as far as the message to the team, it's gonna, I'm going to say it remains the same. The autumn wind is a raider, and just win, baby. You guys have a good one. Nice. I like it. That's a good mic drop moment right there. You just threw it out there. That's good stuff. I like that. Thank you so much, Fargo Raider. Appreciate that call. And thank you to Raider 562 and Raider T in Walnut Creek. Used to hang out in Walnut Creek all the time, and that was one of my one of my stomping grounds, so I definitely appreciate that. But uh, good stuff. Uh, also got some good text messages on the Sam and Ash text line. We'll get to that. Plus, we'll do our NFL picks when we come back. We're going to kick off hour number two of the show. We're live at Treasure Island, the TI, the Golden Circle Sportsbook. We're here till 6 o'clock, baby, not 4 o'clock. We're here till 6 p.m., so come on by. Get hooked up. We got all kind of tickets here on the table. We got a Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirt for you. And, like I said, come on by, have lunch, have a couple drinks, check out the action on the TVs, and there's a lot of action walking around the casino, too, that you can come and hang out and, and be a part of as well. So come on by, hang out. Necessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.